This is the Restless Mama Podcast. Authentic conversations about the mess and magic of motherhood. I'm your host, Celine Marley. Do you find motherhood hard sometimes? Do you struggle with finding balance in parenthood, your career, relationships and lifestyle? Are you a new mum who still just tries to figure it all out? This is the podcast for you. Every week, we provide you with inspiring stories and helpful resources from mamas just like you. So you know you're not alone. And hopefully, this also empowers you to find your unique balance. Because a mama's mental health is the most important of all. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Restless Mama podcast. As always, I've got a beautiful guest uh, that I'm very excited about um, on this week's show, and her name is Corey Hahn. She is the founder of Santosha Society and has a huge passion to share yoga and meditation, which guides you to grow happier and healthier. She's got her own podcast, runs retreats, and is currently living in Sri Lanka, raising her son and dedicating 2020 to meditating with you. We talked about the challenges and transformation that motherhood brings along, how Corey uses Yoga Nindra as one of her main resources, connecting body and mind, and the importance of trust, movement, and having fun. Corey, thanks so much for being on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited, as always. I'm always excited to have another mama on the show. And I've been following you a few, um, quite a, a long time, I think now, on Santosha Society. And I really love, um, love your page. But before we kind of go into that a little bit more, maybe you just do a little introduction about yourself. Okay, um, great. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, right before we pushed record, I was just saying how lovely it is to, to talk to an audience of women and mothers, especially. And when we have similar passions, it's, it just really feels like, you know, you're not alone and, and people get it. Mothers really are so full of compassion. So it's, they're beautiful friends to have as well. You know, oh, so, so this much. is wonderful to connect here. Um, yeah, so my name's Corey Hahn, and about five years ago, I started um, my business, um, if you, we call it that, I guess, um, <laughs> and, um, which is Santosha Society, and I have mainly um, used Instagram as my platform for that mm-hmm. for most of the past few years, so that's um, what we connected there, but I started running um, surf and yoga retreats, mm-hmm. and um, through that. And, um, yeah, it's been great. It's the, the business has transformed a bit and you know, it all started a year before I had Kona. So I've really learned to manage suddenly being an entrepreneur and having, you know, everything on my table as far as making this um, community or the business that I created, wanting that Mm -hmm. to work. And then along came Kona. And so, um, it's, changed how how things are moving and and what my journey is so naturally the business moves in a different direction as well but yeah gosh there's so much to say about life and me and who I am but I think that's a a good start right now I'm currently in Sri Lanka Mm. Um, I decided last year to stop running retreats and to set up a home for us because we've been so nomadic and um, so that's where we are and 
it kind of came at perfect timing. Like I had kind of planned my life for COVID, even though I didn't know COVID was happening. Like we had just planned on sitting here in Sri Lanka, not running retreats, not traveling. So it's been actually, um, it's been okay. Yeah, it's been good. So we're just um, hanging out now. Like we're getting really good waves actually right now. Oh, I'm jealous. Coast. So. (laughs) How awesome. Um, Maybe you could just tell us a little bit because I talk so much about, you know, how motherhood changes us. And and I feel like it is always different for any mum. You know, for me, it was very hard. Yeah. And for some mums, it's really easy. So how was it for you? How has motherhood changed you? Oh, gosh, it changes everything, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? I just got goosebumps. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I never really thought I would have children and it wasn't a big desire for me. I really loved, I mean, I had traveled so much through my twenties and thirties and I really didn't want to lose that freedom. And then I had just started my business, which I was full heartedly passionate about. I didn't want anything to interfere with this dream I had to create a business and for whatever reason, find some sort of success and, and worthiness and through that. But, um, and then Kona came along and it was a little bit of a surprise, Mm -hmm. but it changes everything. It changes absolutely everything. Because lately, I've been thinking about postnatal depression. I remember when they told me about that, and like, it could happen up to 10 years later. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, it could happen at any time, because motherhood is that big of an experience. Like, of course, you could have depression through it, or anxiety, all these things, because it's such a, um, a massive undertaking, like, oh, God. Yeah, so much energy goes into it. And um, yeah, but I I think even now, like I I really was glowing through my pregnancy and even afterwards. But lately, this transition to move to Sri Lanka has come with a lot of a lot of soul searching and a lot of growth. And so I'd say if if ever there was like a label to put on this experience, I've been having the past few months, it would be something like that, too, like just really some sort of depression or, or darkness. Mm. And, um, but you know, what's beautiful about having children is suddenly before I would let myself slip into a hole and stay there as long as I wanted, I would nurture putting myself in the hole even, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, I gotta make dinner. Like, the hole's gotta wait, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't do that anymore. And in some ways it motivates your life, doesn't it? Because you're just like, I have to take care of this kid. And you don't just want to do what you have to do. You want to like make them the most wonderful, compassionate, sweet, loving people as well. Mm. So it's beyond just cooking and doing that stuff. Suddenly yeah. you want to share with, teach them what to live embodied in your worth means and to be compassionate and how to speak your needs and all these things. Mm. I never thought about any of that before kids, <laughs> you know, really. Yeah, I completely, it's, I so resonate with you for the people that, you know, know me. They know that my first son was a surprise as well. I traveled the world and all I wanted to do was do that, you know, and I was very, I grew up with a very independent mum, and it was very much about independency and, you know, doing what you want to do and being the best person that you want to be. And then suddenly, yeah, it is those two is it two lines I can't even remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you go oh my god and it's just yeah it is huge and it's again as you say it's not only looking after them it's it's also like okay now how do I 
create this good environment for, for this little tiny person? How do I, you know, nurture them in the right way, give them the right beliefs and values and all these kind of things. And yeah. I think all this in, in very much in, 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 you know, our society, we have all these choices that I think it, sometimes it becomes so much because we can have it all, you know, we can have our career, yeah. we can have, we can have our, our kids, we can go wherever we want. And then there's this huge pressure on making it right. And I think that that's where the whole mum guilt comes from, right? Oh man, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and really we put so much pressure on ourselves and, um, it, that that doesn't help no. <laughs> you know, at all. But, but when you really do step back and look at the job you're doing as a mother, it's easy to understand why we have mom guilt and um, why we have so much overwhelm with trying to be a good, you know, be good parents, how to speak to them. You know, I follow another girl, Welly Nest, I think is her name. Um, I think that's her Instagram handle too. But she talks like a lot about how you're communicating with your kid and some things mm -hmm. like stop. I don't, you know, stop doing that. Like when you yeah. snap things like that, you could change that just a little bit to help them understand, you know, and so you could get carried away with all this. Oh, I said the wrong thing. Oh, I did the wrong thing. Yeah. I don't know if I feed him enough carrots, you know, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like, but like really it's not helping. It's just, yeah, it doesn't help at all doing your best and, and not, not getting too hard on yourselves. Cause that's what, that's what we want to teach them not to do, you know, yeah. if anything, right. Yeah, Just exactly. love yourself and accept yourself for, for all your silliness, you know? Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. <laughs> and talking about, you know, I mean, there is this huge mental load and it, it that's just what it is. I more and more women actually, use their voices and and really say it you know like i remember when mm. i had my first son um six years ago it felt like that that was something very unspoken you know like when i went through postnatal depression and i had all these mums we live in a tiny coastal town you know directly on the beach but everyone seemed very happy and they were all happy being a mum and staying home and not working and it was for me so suffocating and so yeah, very, I felt like a lion in a cage suddenly, you know, yeah. like I was this free spirit and suddenly it's like, no, you stay home now and look at, and, and yeah. of course, and not that it was ever like as much as magical it is, it still is messy a lot of the times. And I feel mm -hmm. like women find more and more their voice and say, you know what? Yes, it is so hard, but at the same time, we love it so much. <laughs> but what I think, like what I always find really um, interesting in that a lot of women use different resources. Like I think meditation and nature comes up heaps, but I, that's something I always ask all the mums on my podcast is what resources did you use like in those early motherhood years and which ones do you still use? Absolutely. Yeah. I actually have an entire podcast about this too. I mean, I plug that in here. But yeah. really about it, and it's called, um, I think I t titled it A New Mom's Guide to Mindfulness. Yeah. But in there, I just, so my journey with, um, I definitely picked up as many resources as I could. Mm. And the first trimester, I was a wreck. You know, my partner wasn't even sure he wanted to be a part of this journey. And mm. it was a fully very stressful, very, um, I was I was very stressed. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we sorted it out. Yeah. And everything kind of came too. But I knew that I had to reverse all the stress and the worry that I had 
created for myself in that first trimester. So for the rest of my pregnancy, I, I um, actually flew down to Australia to the Gold Coast and took a five-day yoga nidra course. Lovely. And yoga nidra is like a systematic form of relaxation where you really move through each physical part of the body. But you know, the better you get at it, you can actually learn to move into the subconscious layers, yeah. your breath layer, slow your breath, your emotions layer, letting them flow through with more fluidity. And it's a deeply relaxing practice. So I, I really got super into yoga nidra then and started, that's when I really feel like I became intuitive as well. Combining this pregnancy is a naturally super heightened intuition time. Mm. Like my mom friends that I had when I was pregnant really told me like your entrepreneur skills, your creativity, all this is just going to start to flourish. And that's because, you know, you want to create the best situation you can for your kid. Mm. And um, so in one of my friends, she really looked at that in a business sense. And she has, she has since grown a huge brand in the Kachu. She's got amazing, like she's Australian as well, but she's done so good for herself. She's in all the big magazines. And I think for me, it really went into like a more spiritual path. Mm. And that, that way I really opened up my whole world with yoga nidra, with meditation to trying to just better myself and, mm. um, and learn, I think, I'm getting a little bit off track here. Sorry. No, but, no, um, no, you're fine. It, it really taught me how to become intuitive and to learn to take my own feelings on something and allow them to be what happens, you know, to take action on those. And that's, I didn't know when I was pregnant, but as soon as Kona came out and two weeks later, he had a little runny nose that intuition became really powerful. You know, mm. is he hungry? Does he have a dirty diaper? You can, figure everything out as a mother when you've tapped into that. So I was yeah. lucky. That was a massive resource for me to connect with the baby inside of me to calm my nervous system down to make the best situation. Cause literally the baby's just sitting inside of you hearing your heartbeat, isn't it? Like when your heartbeat's going fast all the time, that baby's naturally learning about anxiety at a very yeah. young age. Absolutely. So to, to make yourself as calm and peaceful as you can gives that child that energy in, from the first moments and, that I think is really a beautiful thing. But since meditation, any and all sorts of meditation that I've gotten into since then. And I think for when I was breastfeeding, I stuck with yoga nidra all the time where I stayed with laying down for meditation all the time. And that was a really good thing that I did because you're breastfeeding, you're up at odd hours. You can just press play on anything and it became easy to do. Well, now I'm not breastfeeding anymore because Kona is three. So I will do um, my own meditation. Usually I have like headphones like Bose headphones nice ones you know yeah and um now I do it when he's going to bed so he might not meditate with me but he's seeing that I use it as a tool to mm -hmm. create calm and peace in my own life and um but it does <laughs> it does create calm and peace in my own life yeah. you know I can see what happens after a week of not and I'm snapping and I'm not you know so like it's been the the greatest tool for sure for motherhood mm -hmm. and for really eliminating that mom guilt for listening to my intuition on what's the best choices. Cause you have, that's the thing with children. How many choices do you have in a given day? Like, what are you going to feed them? Where are you going to send them to school? Like, how are you going to punish them for that bad decision they made? Like endless choices. And I feel like when you're grounded in not so reactionary, which is what mindfulness teaches us, then you really can, can go forward with confidence on how you were raising your children. I, I couldn't imagine doing it without both of those practices.
Yeah, I, um, I think those are my greatest resources, though. And then, of course, just um, I did do a hypnobirthing course when I was pregnant, and I'm glad I did. I had a really peaceful. I ended up needing a cesarean, but I was so zen through my entire oh, labor. Good like, on you. Yeah. So I still like after 36 hours, I was like, I'll just keep waiting. And the doctor's like, No, we need to like deal with this, you know. <laughs> uh, then, that's but, yeah, that was great. And really, that's the same as yoga nidra, I found that hypnobirthing is really just learning to take the mind into the body and calm it. And, and so those those were super helpful. <laughs> yeah, I did the same. Like I didn't I didn't do a hypnobirthing course. Um, but I did like a conscious birthing, I wrote, uh, I read a book and it so much helped me. And I was very, very lucky. Like I really just completely trusted my body and had both of the boys, like no painkillers, no nothing on the most beautiful way, eight hours. But again, I, you know, like I always 36 hours and then being in, in that mindset. Amazing. I like very much, um, I, <laughs> Oh, put my hat up like that's amazing 30 i don't know if i well, i probably would have asked for some sort of painkillers after 36 hours where like um yeah yeah i agree and you know what um a lot of most of the mothers i think on my podcast all say that as well they all have some sort of a hypnobirthing conscious birthing book that they tapped into and it was a very great resource and um, yeah, I always, I think it's great to put that out because still a lot of people have this misconception about like, ah, that's not, you know, it's just a bit of spiritual blah, blah. And it actually is not because it is huge and makes a massive difference. Yeah. Scientifically proven, really it's progressive relaxation. It's done for a therapy as a therapy for so many years, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, that was it's so helpful. There's, it's silly not to kind of like prep up and, and have that ready. If you're going to be going through something quite unknown and <laughs> wild, like childbirth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you feel like surfing is another resource for your mind as in, you know, like going out? Oh my God. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, you know, it's, Surfing changed a lot for mm. me when I got pregnant because I learned later too. So I was really like Dang. getting my groove and I, I learned, I think I started at 32 maybe. And then I literally got pregnant like two or three years later. So, I mean, I was fully dedicating those first two years to surfing. I was so ready after living in Alaska, we didn't get many opportunities to surf. Mm. I was just like, Oh my God, get me in the water as much as I can. I was so stoked and frothing about it. And, um, but yeah, I got, like even I started my business as surf retreats because mm -hmm. I was like, I love girlfriends. I love talking about spiritual things and I'm just going to do these group gatherings at an epic world-class surf break. That was my yeah. business plan you know? yeah. <laughs> because I want to surf it and I'm super stoked mm -hmm. about surfing and, and that it, it's been great. I've met all my that closest girlfriends have come on my trips, mm -hmm. you know, and they, we love the same thing. Of course we're all going to resonate, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's helped so much. I don't care about how I progress anymore. It's more, it really is almost just an energy exchange. Like I go out there and if there's 15 people and it feels like an annoying vibe, I just come in. I'm like, look, I'm a mom. I can't be dealing with, and I'm almost no. 40. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I ain't got time for this. But um, like yesterday, I was feeling really anxious in my body. And I do know that movement and sunshine and water can help me kind of 
deal with that anxiety or give some, get some energy moving. So yesterday I woke up and was just like, I really need to get in the ocean. And I was, um, you know, I'm not with Stu, the um, Kona's father right now. So I'm, I'm single momming it. And, um, but the neighbor actually said he would come and it's cool. So I, we went and we took Kona and I got like an hour of longboarding. No one was out. It was amazing waves. And you bet my energy changed. You know, I was like, these are the days that we're just going to talk about forever. And, and sometimes that's what you're, you know, to get moments like that to, um, you really step away from your whole life on shore when you go out into the ocean in a way, don't you? It's like, and you can just sit there in that present moment and be with each wave and each cross step and eat, how many seconds can you get, touch your nose, toes to the nose and like, yeah. look at that bomb coming. You're really like living in that moment and it's, and it's fun. And it's mm. like, if, you know, if you're having fun and then um, that's the best that that's always going to resonate through everything else through the rest of the day. If you stop and have a session of fun, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun. Like, um, it's funny that you say that because I think you are the first mom that says have fun. Like, you know, it's so, it's so natural. And especially with surfing, I completely agree. You know, like at the moment we are in Victoria, which is like freezing cold. So my partner goes out with booties and hoodie and gloves. And I am such such a sunshine person. Like yeah. as much as I love the ocean so much, but if it's winter and the water is that cold, I at least need a bit of sunshine. So I don't surf much in winter. And I said that to my partner um, that like I miss it so so much in in winter but then again i'm not as dedicated to go into the freezing cold ocean you know where you then go duck dive and you get every time the, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i completely completely agree it's like when you're just out there and it doesn't even matter how many waves you're getting or because it's just you're out there, you're by yourself, you're having fun and you connect with the ocean and nature. And it's so good for your soul. I used to like, kind of feel like I needed to go a certain times a week. I had this like pressure on myself to surf. Same. And now I don't even ever look at the forecast. I went out two days ago with my little like twin fin fish out to the main point and like three people on the way were like, Corey, there's 10 foot faces out there. Like I never checked the four. I, I'm not going out in 10 foot faces. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even know. Yeah. I just knew I felt like surfing. And so I really let my surfing be guided by, do you just feel like going out in the ocean? Do you just need to change your energy and move? And you know, it's that, that's been nice. There's no pressure. Like I should go once a week or in, mm -hmm. even if the waves are good, I don't feel like it. I don't because the yeah. truth is, is mothering is being a mother is tiring point yeah. blank. And some days you don't, Surfing takes a lot of energy, so much. you know, and, mm -hmm. and if you have any other hobbies, I mean, lately I've been learning the sitar and doing all these other things. It's like, yeah, something's got to give, you know, like you just have to go with what you're feeling. I hope that people found that through COVID. because I think I've learned that more recently with mm -hmm. COVID that just like go with how you feel, yeah. you know, every day, just wake up and be like, nah, I'm just going to be a cancer today and sit in my shell, you know, like that's good with me. Yeah. And I, I don't even want to see anybody, this, so I'm not even going to go surfing, you know, and yeah. that's, um, I'm just being okay with that. Or I'm really anxious today and I want to go out and try to move this energy or I don't, I want to sit and, and just watch this, this anxiety all day, as silly as that sounds too, but just really finding acceptance and all the different moods and waves that are coming along because... 
yeah, like today was great surfing, but last night Kona was up vomiting all night. Like I am exhausted. There's no way. I don't care what the waves are doing. (laughs) One thing I always ask, and that's, um, that's actually already the last question, but I love, like, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite question is if you talk about, if you talk to new mums or pregnant women, if you could only give one advice, what would that be? Don't worry. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. I can't think of anything else to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. This is our first big lesson in surrendering our lives, you know, and to, and we're not, you're not giving up. I don't mean surrender as in giving up anything, but you are fully surrendering to another cosmos wherever this you know the sea the sperm and the sea going together and then this baby's inside of you and it's that's the we you just surrender from there the child mm-hmm. you have you have to sur- surrender to that not put your values on that and just don't worry let everything just float and i had a lot of worry that it's all silly you look mm-hmm. back and you go that was all just needless yeah because what were you going to do about it you have no control so just go with it yeah no, completely and it's lovely how you say that with the um because i remember my um kinesiologist she always said to me you know like just surrender just surrender and i and i thought exactly that for me it was very much connected with you know giving up and then i kind of like started i used to write a lot and i, and I just like started journaling about this whole surrender and then i said like actually now I'm getting that surrender is coming from a place of abundance and not from lack where, you know, giving up that is coming from a place of lack. We worry so much already and then we become mothers and we worry so much more. And yeah, yeah, if you just don't worry and just (laughs) surrender to that, usually everything finds its way and its place. Well, and it's hard to do, isn't it? It's easy to say, don't worry. I know. But that's where the meditation is how I've actually learned. I've taken the practices to be like, oh, when I relax every part of my body, my nervous system naturally turns off and I feel relaxed and I don't worry as much. But when you're exhausted, as you are as a mother, anxiety runs ripe, you know, when you're tired and you're not eating as well as you could. And some of my friends are solo moms, like the dad's not even in existence, really, you know. And um, they're so exhausted for those first two years, especially, but... Mm. Um, and, and naturally anxiety just slips in the cracks in that situation, but, um, just do all the practices that you can do to make sure you're not worrying and just being in the present moment. Cause man, they grow so fast and it's, yeah. we're, we're meant to make mistakes through this journey. That's why they were born for us to learn from our mistakes. It's not that we, it was supposed to be perfect ever. I think, you know, absolutely. Yeah. To find a perfection in the imperfections. Yeah. To teach them that it's okay to screw up and then to learn from it is like the way more powerful than being like, my mom was absolutely perfect and made eggs every day with red lipstick, you know, like, cool. What did you teach them with that? Yeah, Yeah, that's so true. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This completes this week's episode. For all show notes and more information, head to my website, selenemarlee.com or follow me on Instagram at RestlessMama. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review so others can find it too. I hope to see you next time. Until then, have a beautiful week.